everybody. Talk about it outdoors live at the Wilson studio. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. The first annual podcast slash rabbit breakfast kicked off. Nick's been doing this thing for a little while. We're going to get on and talk about all kinds of rabbit hunting today. Try to get some of these legendary hunters on. We got a house full of people, so y'all stay with us. Well, my belly's full, and I can't hardly breathe, but we're going to try to talk about it a little bit. Nick, how are you? Good, man. You're getting better with this uh, intro. Trying, trying, trying to <laughs> New ease song. into it. I've been practicing a little bit. We got the mics hot over on the other side of the table. Cody's with us. We got Jeremy, the Mad Dog Wilson, sitting over here. He's clammed up. He ain't wanting to talk much. We're going to see if he'll tell us a little bit about them rabbit dogs that coming on. That's right. We had an excellent year, excellent year. We uh, traveled south to some new property and hunted local and Let's talk about it. Well, when you, when you go ahead. I mean, because uh, I, I don't know really nothing about rabbit hunting. What was your favorite part of breakfast this morning? Them biscuits and the yeah. gravy. Biscuit yeah. and gravy. I could eat. I could just have had biscuit and gravy and not had no meat to go with it, and I'd have been just fine. Do you like the sausage eggs? I didn't eat no eggs. I, I didn't either. I'm eggs are already egg gone. Man. I'm yeah, not an egg man. Gone. I don't eggs are like gone. eggs of no kind. I Somebody mean, took advantage of those eggs up front. It was Wendell. Was it? Wendell had a plate <laughs> full of eggs. He had to choke the mule with that pile of eggs he had there. I ain't never seen nobody like eggs that much. I just ain't an egg eater. I never Did you try the there. rabbit? Oh, yeah. It was delicious. It was tender. I, but I'll I, tell you this. That's that's the most tender rabbit you fixed. I yeah, mean, I, I, I boiled I, it for two solid hours last night. Yep. That's, that, on it, high. Boiling it or putting it in a crock pot, to me, that tenderizes it up good. And whatever you battered it in or whatever Jeremy battered it in, that was that was delicious. Shout to out me. to Bass Pro for Uncle Buck's. Is that what it was? Uncle yeah. Buck's seasoned a little yeah, the pepper chicken. in there? Oh, okay. Chicken. chicken fried rabbit. I guarantee you there's probably less than – I'd say less than 10% of the people we know that even eat rabbit. Yeah. Anymore. You say a rabbit breakfast, they're like, what store sells a rabbit? Yeah. How'd you debone them? I sat up there over that sink in one of those high top chairs for about two and a half hours. <laughs> sat there and cutting all that off. I've, cut never, the hair I've off. never seen it deboned. I've always just cut, I just cut, cut it, the legs I cut it just like a deer. I cut the tenderloins out, took the back legs basically and just deboned them. Cleaned them all up, got the pellets out, got the hair off. It's a lot of work. I guarantee yeah. you. I don't really save the front legs just because it's so much. It's There's not enough meat there. Yeah. It takes a big rabbit. Now, if you do, like, let's say you kill a rabbit, for anybody that don't know, how do you how do you field dress it particularly? And somebody told me the other day a little trick that I didn't know about maybe getting it wet. Is I it wet easier? it, yeah, yeah. I like um, to take it to a creek, or if, if, I'm, if I can't get access to a creek, I'll bring it home and squirt it down with a water hose. I just keep getting the hair on it. Yeah, I know you said it keeps hair off of it. And I just, I basically just cut it open, skin it, um, gut it, and then take the rib cage off of it, leave the tenderloin, back legs, clean it up. You skin it from the middle? I do. Yeah, I just cut a slit in it, and the hide pulls off as easy as anything. I know, well, and I know the rabbits that I've skinned. I had never wet them before, but that's a that's a good tip. Yeah, it just to, helps keep the, the fur off of it because there's that a lot of fur. how you skin them that you kill? No, I didn't wet them, but I just grab them at the knuckle. Just peel it, start peeling it back there, and then peel it down towards the butt, and then just off, and yeah. then just cut the back legs and tenderloins out, and that's all I get to. Yeah. How long y'all been I, running rabbit dogs? Since I was a kid. They got us started probably, I was four, when I probably first hit the woods with, with dogs. Yeah. And my, my uncle Wendell, he's always had dogs. Really? Yeah. Well, and that's, I, I like the, the, rabbit hunting side of it i've never done a lot of it because there wasn't no rabbits around 
and uh, we just didn't. We uh, Andy Mulkey and them, they came down. Him and Randy used to come in. They'd run dogs with us, and that's the only time I ever rabbit hunted growing up. Of course, we squirrel hunted, but that's steps the first are loud, thing. aren't they? I ain't paid no attention to steps. This <laughs> is some clamoring feet of our loud buddies. Is what it is. No, we never squirrel hunted. We always, uh, as soon as deer season was over, we were we were running dogs and chasing them. And do you find it it's easier to hunt them? After the first of the year, I know there ain't no deer hunters in the woods, so generally that's why you like to go at that time. But when are they are they easier to chase in the fall? Squirrels are. Fall? Yeah, like in, in November, well, we, December, y'all ever even run any rabbit dogs in? We never run them. We only run them from basically January and February. Till the, we basically transition in from deer hunting, rabbit hunting. We get a couple weeks off, then we, you know what? Oh, God, don't say it. Start turkey hunting. <laughs> Some people crappy fish, but I don't know. It's always been a passion for us to get out there and run those dogs. And it's if you've never been, it's it's fun. It's fun. It's like dogs and deer. You think those dogs are running 100 miles an hour? They just easing along. (laughs) Y'all, y'all. Biggest mistake people make is probably trying to keep up with the dogs. Let the dogs work to you. Yeah, they'll come back. Now, when they pushing them rabbits, do you generally find them coming closer back to you, or they you got to cut them off, get somewhere? I guess you put standards places. I think there's I think there's always two different types of rabbits in my opinion. You can get Jeremy's opinion, but I think usually one rabbit makes a circle, and some rabbits. My uncle always describes it like a hand. Uh, wherever the rabbit jumps up, he'll go out each finger and come back. A lot of times, like last week, we were running one. They jumped it, and I couldn't shoot it because the dogs were little, literally ten feet on the other side. As the rabbit was passing, the dogs are going the other way, so they just they just zig, zigzag back and forth. Big rabbits. Have you seen them get bigger around here? Um, not not typically where we hunt. We've killed some pretty big ones up there at McGraw Ford on the river in the swamp, but not not where we hunt. We may just hunt cottontails. Now, anybody that don't know, is there one breed of rabbit in Georgia? Is it just cottontail? I mean, is that, that the only rabbit that's in Georgia? I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming they're just cottontails, and then what, we, what everybody knows is a cane cutter. Yeah. You know, a bigger rabbit, big swamp rabbit, buck rabbit. You know, some people refer it to buck rabbit. <laughs> yeah, so. typically there's three that I've referred to is a cottontail, which is a smaller one. Then you got what they call a wood rabbit. Usually stays up higher in the pines and stuff. But it's a little bit bigger rabbit than a cottontail. And then you got the cane cutters, which usually stay on the river. And they're the big ones. Is that what y'all kill down south? Mostly is them cane cottontails. cutters? Cottontails. Yeah, big cottontails. Yep. Bigger than hair. Cane cutters are hard to come by. They, If you get after one of them, he usually, he'll swim the Edelwall River. We've seen them swim it. <laughs> they'll, they'll usually run away from the river, and when they come back, if you're not standing on the riverbank, they're, they're going getting, in. They're swimming it. Yep. Cool. I've heard my uncle say that my grandpa used to have a – he took a um, a coon dog, a walker dog, that he had back in the day with his pack of beagles where the beagles wouldn't cross that water. That, that walker would cross it? That walker would cross it and keep it running. You know, I don't know how hard it was after it got across, but and I never witnessed it, but. Yeah, well, and that's pretty neat to see. There's not a lot of dog men anymore, and, and I know Wendell's a big dog guy, and, and we, of course we had breakfast with Tony, and he's a big dog guy, and that's Tony West. I, I thought he was going to come down here and talk to us a little bit. Well, I'll text him and say they're up must, there talking. He must be up there jacking his jaws. What kind of gun do y'all generally use? Man, I got a 410. <laughs> if anybody's seen it, it's, it's beat up. I've probably had it. I don't know. Dad probably bought it for me when I was six or seven years old. I still carry that thing. It's a youth model. Single shot, hammer pull, lay them down. 
Man. Number five shot. Well, I know Cody and I, we never really ran dogs, but rabbit hunting for us was more about just getting out there and knocking them in the head, jumping them up yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it was – I've seen people kill them with flips. I, you know, there's all kinds of people out there that do it. You know, back back in the day, I'm sure there's – well, if you don't know what a flip is, slingshot. People probably don't even know what a flip is anymore, <laughs> but take a flip out of their pocket and be able to shoot them. But we as kids, I mean, it was a twenty two rifle. You know, we'd go catch them on the edge of a field in the afternoons or whatever. Never really jumped them up, but Dad's got a four ten twenty two over and under, and he Maybe loads Henry Survivor models or whatever. I don't know. You know, it's a savage, savage, savage. It uh, he loads it and he shot that twenty two one time this year down south. But we're like, everybody was thrown off by him shooting it. Yeah, but Big Tone, he carries a. Are they judges? Yeah. Four ten yeah, pistols. Yeah. That's what he carries. Really? Yeah, <laughs> and a walking stick. Yeah, so. does he kill rabbits with it? He didn't. He missed one down there when he was in South. I've never. That was the only time I ever hunted with him. Yeah. So I don't know how many he does or doesn't. I won't tell you a story. He ain't down here, but I'm gonna go ahead and tell it anyway about Tony. So the first time I met them or met Tony, I'd known Terry, his son, for a long time, and I got invited to get in a hunt club with them and i went down there and got in that hunt club with them and uh it was it was during deer season we were hunting and everything and i came back to camp that evening i'd seen a bobcat and i'd seen three kittens with it and i was telling them oh it's so cool to see that bobcat and everything and i didn't really know tony then boy he crawled my tail about not shooting that bobcat that's a rabbit killing his own gun that's ever walked the face of the earth and i was like I didn't know, you know, I didn't pay no attention to it. He said, you kill every one of them, you see that and coyotes. Of course, I mean, I'd shot a coyote if I'd have seen it, but that cat come up a ditch, and it walked all along through there. And I, I, I didn't tell Tony this. I'm glad he ain't down here, but it come back with a rabbit in his mouth. So uh-uh. I didn't pay no I'm just uh-uh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if it did, though. I mean, it would. But he, they, they started running dogs down there, and that's when I kind of got to know Tony and Terry both. I mean, they enjoyed coming down and that was their thing to run those rabbit dogs i never went down there with them to do it but they seemed to really enjoy it like y'all do and i guess it's like anything else what you grow up doing I mean, i was a squirrel hunter i started squirrel hunting with dogs when i was four or five year old like you said with dad that's the first thing i did couldn't sit still in the deer stand wasn't no hope in that but how many times did you squirrel hunt this year uh none <laughs> i did not go a time this i heard year. you say that earlier yeah so. i did not go a time this year now dad he's been he's been several several times um, yeah we went up tennessee and of course i coyote hunted instead of squirrel hunting but dad they i think they killed 18 which is a great trip for us up there see with squirrel dogs the problem with deer season you generally get deer hunting and people don't want dogs around you know they think oh they're gonna run my dogs won't run deer now i've had dogs that will run a deer i had a dog that'd leave the country after one and we break them of that or try to break them of it. And I'm sure it's the same way with rabbit dogs. You try to break them from running trash. But squirrels rut in January. They are piled up in their nest. They got their mates they've done with. You know, it's pretty much in line with deer season when they're pre-rutting or rutting or whatever, November, December. And they are, they're awesome to hunt during that time. Mm-hmm. But the problem is you got deer hunters in the woods. And nobody wants you out there deer hunting when they're trying to squirrel hunt. You want to go the same time right after, right in the morning, right after daylight, or right in the evening after, you know, right 30 minutes before dark. Perfect. I mean, it's perfect time to go. When do y'all generally kill most of your rabbits? We, course, only, we only hunt mornings. I mean, we, Is there a we, reason behind that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, is it just because it's cooler? It's because it's cooler. Waking yeah. up, frost. Well, you know, the rabbits has been moving all night, so the, the best track is first thing in the morning, I think. Is that you when know, they move at night, you mostly? You know, you see them around in the yard when you're leaving to go to work or whatever, yeah. so the track's freshest in the morning, so it's a little bit easier on the dogs as far as finding them and 
being able to trail them up. Y'all have a lot going holes. Oh yeah. If they if you can usually tell a place, I think you can tell a place by how many uh like predators are there. Yeah. They're used to running. Well, that's like around the house. We've talked about predators, and I've seen more rabbits now than I ever have. I mean, there's more rabbits in my yard. They wear my garden out. I mean, but I think that's to do with the coyotes we've been able to kill, you know, and take out. I mean, like I said, Larry took 54 off his property in two years. I think coyotes are travelers. I meant coyotes. Rabbits are travelers a little bit. We hunted over at the same place at the hunting club last last year. Well, we've been hunting over three years. The first year we had good success. Last year we didn't hardly have no success, did we? And then this year, it was like they moved back in. And then we went down south last weekend, back down um, to the Sorrels property and Red's property. Man, we wore them out on Red's property a couple, like the last weekend in January. And we get down there Saturday and turn loose, and probably 7, 7.30 we turn loose. We couldn't even get on one. I mean, we probably stayed there till 9.30 and walked right across the street in the bigger timber. Yeah. I say bigger timber. It's still thick pines, but bam, as soon as we walked over there. It's like they had moved out of that across the street. You think they chase food? No, it's. Uh, I think it's more this time of year because they're, they're pairing up and mating. So earlier in the season, they're all separated, you know, so you can pretty much find them. But then when they, you know, the mating season for them is, you know, middle of February. Yeah. On through the middle of March. So they get paired up in certain places. And where you do find them, yeah. there's a bunch of them. Yeah. You're talking about less predators. We, um, we actually killed five this year at the house, just kicking brush piles, you know, down there in the swamp. And uh, that's the most that's the most rabbits I've seen around the house in a long time. Yeah. You know? We saw a bunch that we didn't. You got a crowd showing yeah, up. Yeah, coming down the steps. You hear any background noise? Excuse, excuse, that's Terry. He's, he's, his mouth's running wide open. We're going to get him over here in a minute tell a little bit about his rabbit hunting adventures. He can't hit anything from what Nick tells me, so he brought Tito with him. I heard Tito's a pretty good shot on rabbit. He used to be. He used to be back in the, back in the day. But does he forget to load his gun, Monkey? He will. Um, he will cut you off in a heartbeat. Yeah. If the dogs are coming back, son, he'll slide right in there in front of you. Is that what y'all y'all generally get near the? Let me tell you. Roads? Last week we were down there. Well, them dogs were running, and I gave them a shot. They were out there probably thirty minutes running. I stayed back. You know, I'm kind of the killer in the group. <laughs> so he, I can, get, he can say that before Clayton gets down here. Clayton, gets, oh Clayton here, oh yeah, Clayton's they, in yeah. the building. They get scared of me, so I let them go ahead. Yeah. And then uh, so Tito was over there, and I said, um, I said, hey, I'm gonna walk around here to your left side, and I'm gonna go behind you. I'm not gonna cut in front of him. I'm gonna go behind you. Well, he takes off running to the left and kills the rabbit. Beat you? Yeah, beat me over there. I said, dude, you're supposed to stay still. He's shaking his head. He's standing over out of the out of the limelight. <laughs> did that happen? Did that happen, Tito? No. no. He's just jealous because he didn't get there. I'm just jealous you was running and I didn't get to see it. That's what I'm jealous of. <laughs> you know, they say people's got that fifth sense. Tito does. His sense is wherever Nicholas or Clayton's going, make sure you get in front of them. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's definitely that's definitely a good place to be. Would it be a fifth sense or sixth sense? I don't know. <laughs> Ain't there five senses? Hearing, seeing, smelling, touching. Tasting. Tasting. Yeah, oh. so there's five. So six sense. The sixth one, I'm sorry. I, I minus one of them most of the time. Got to dip snuff in, can't taste anything anyway. So, 
But I mean, it's that's a good place to be if, if the killers are there. That's where I want to go. Got to get in front of them. Like, well, that's right. the difference in squirrel hunting. You know, you go you go squirrel hunting, and you, you know. your dogs treat. I mean, that's that dog's there and it's treat. I mean, so you know pretty much within a you know fifteen foot radius there, that squirrel might have jumped in the wrong tree or whatever. The dog might have got on the wrong tree, but you're going to be able to kill it with a rabbit. It's, it's gone. It's gone. Smoke time. It's going. Luck of the draw. Yeah. Luck of the draw. Where he's going to come back to. But Clayton, is that true that that Nick's the killer of the group? Uh, most of the time. For anybody that don't know, this is this is Clayton Wilson. This is uh, Nick's nephew. Um, he's he's grown now. We've watched him grow up over the years, so he's he's come on. But he he's probably learned a lot from his daddy and uh, his uncle Nick about not, what not to do, maybe. But he's definitely. How many did you kill this year? Uh, I think it was nine. Nine. Yeah. How many did you kill? Seven. Was it like you did? Oh, so it wasn't like you deer season. Come on. Can we put that to bed? 2020, baby. Let's put it to bed. Put it to bed. Hindsight is 2020. I'll put that deer to bed when you, I quit asking that uh, turkey hunting rule change. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what do you think it. about What do you think about it? You want to ask Clayton? You, you ask everybody else to come on lately. What do we have? We had 35 or 36 for total year? Yeah. Uh, 34, wasn't it? 34? Yeah, yeah 34. 34 on a year. Yeah. Hey, Terry, if you're going to talk, you're going to come over here close so we can hear you. I know you, you like to talk a lot, but we'll no, get you on the mic. That was the residue of Nick shaving his back in that dog bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's already begun. What was your favorite part of the year, Clayton? I mean, as far as getting out and chasing dogs. Uh, I mean, just everybody. Scoot up some. Just everybody getting together and. Just seeing everybody and talking as we go throughout the woods and stuff like that. Just being, you know, being around everybody, really. Being out there, yeah. yeah. Well, that's fun. I mean, I know it's a lot of fun to get together. I know you enjoy getting out there with uh, – but now tell me about Jack. Does Jack still get with it like he, like he once did? I'll let them. He's a deer hunter. He's got he, lazy. He's con- No, he's constantly scouting. If he finds a deer stand, he's in it. He's sitting still. <laughs> Checking it out. Checking it out. Tito, yes, quieten that boy down a little bit. We're trying to work quiet over both here. both of you boys down. <laughs> fix your son. Fix your oldest son first. <laughs> Golly. Well, no, we, they, got to go, they got to go down both to uh, new places. Kind of like being in church. Somebody leaves their phone on, ain't it? <laughs> rookies. Rookies. About to show you. Give that boy a piece of candy. Tell him to sit over and be quiet. Um so we got to, we got to go down south this year, hunting, and uh, they got to experience a couple of guys that I, I think they already left, but Mike and Mike and Mark and their farm. So, what's it like spending a weekend with Mike Sorrels? A grin ear from ear. Mike's a, Mike's a, he's always a trip to be around. That's the storytellingest joker that's ever been. What's the most memorable rabbit hunt? Do you have a memorable rabbit hunt, Clayton? Jeremy. Uh, I mean, every hunt's my favorite. Just being with the dogs and yeah, you know, killing rabbits, showing everybody up. <laughs> Trying to. Jab. You got a twelve gauge? No, four ten. Oh, he's got. He's got pump. a hot pump on it. Oh, yeah. pump four ten. Yeah, he don't. He I got the JB pump. He don't care to pump one. <laughs> what kind of is that? What it is? A it's a Mossberg. Yeah, yeah. My grandpa bought it when I was probably nine or ten, and and just. I like it because it's lightweight and did a lot of walking. Ain't too heavy. Sounds like it does a lot of killing with it, too. What you got, Jeremy? 410, too? 
one of the pump. Mm. Savage. Mm. The old style just He had a four ten and retired it. I retired it. I've got the old Savage that's got the screw in choke on the end of the barrel. <laughs> you can change it by just turning yeah, it yeah. a couple clicks. That's what I told so. Well it sounds like you can kill with it. They uh I just wanna say that Clayton and Nick do most of the rabbit killing, but up until that point I do most of the work with getting the dogs prepared. <laughs> So when I go, my my biggest passion is is first with you know all the guys we've met this year, different places we've hunted, but working my dogs all season, and then being able to go out and them and them do what they're supposed to do and perform, and them guys kill them. I don't care if I kill a rabbit. Or that's not. right. As long as your dogs perform. That's right. And that's what a lot of dog men they'll say that I don't care if I kill anything or uh-huh. not as long as you get to run the dogs. And I mean, your part of it is done when you start turning the dogs loose and they do their job. Yep. If they don't, you ain't put in no work. That's right. That's pretty cool. Beagles. beagles. For anybody that don't know, it's beagles. Now some of y'all out there, we ain't running Jack Russell Terriers after <laughs> after rabbits. I guess you could probably run you into the next county. Probably hard to train one. Yeah, hard to stay on so. there. It's all bred in them, I believe. That's the thing. You don't necessarily train a dog. You, you take a squirrel dog, six month old, you turn it loose, it's doing its thing. I and mean, ha- I think you help it out along the way. Oh, yeah. You teach you know. it to stay the tree, you know, whatever. Same with a rabbit. You cut it on one track, you teach them to work together. I mean, whereas a squirrel hunt is a singular, you know, item. It ain't necessarily running That's right. with multiple dogs. You might have two that goes together, but generally it's just one. That's right. Yeah, it ain't no different than squirrels to rabbits to. You got to put them on them, also. Well, you got to be where the game is. That's right. With anything. What you enjoy? Uh, did you enjoy hunting down south this year or up here better? Uh, probably down south because it's flatter. That's <laughs> <Sure>. right. <laughs> yeah, you can get in some hills around here. Only bad thing is it gets hot quick, so you know you'd be shedding some clothes about seven thirty. <laughs> it gets hot. We've kind of named our. I guess we're. I don't know what you want to call us. A rabbit hunting club. Man man? Coming down, there's a man coming down the steps. Oh. He's taking his slow. Method- oh, yeah, the man enters the wolf man. <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> wolf man and Santa Claus is in the house. <laughs> um, where was I going with that? Well, I was wondering the, where Donna and Mrs. Claus was. <laughs> they come down the, the, the spots we go. Oh, oh, we were we called ourselves, a, uh, what we call it, stump standers? Yeah, stump standers. If you find a good stump, somebody's standing on it somewhere. <laughs> and if you go back the next week and it ain't rain, you can tell if, if they've been in the red clay, there'd be footprints up on it, more down. Men's footprints. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get some of these other boys over here? Yeah, let Tony come over here. Let's chat with him a minute. Come here, Tony. Come on, you, 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 you about to mic up. Come on. Don't you, I want you to talk about your dogs. I want you to tell me a little of the history of them dogs. You, you probably the, you, you probably the oldest man here. To, he can sit wherever. I don't care. Put them headphones on, Tony. We're going to let you talk about it for a minute. For anybody don't know, this is uh, – you live in Ducktown. Is that – Free home. Free home. This is Free Home's own Tony West – A.K.A. Big West. He's coming on to talk to us a little bit about his about his rabbit dogs. So, Tony, what year did you start hunting? You think? When I was born. <laughs> and what year was that? I was born in 1955. Uh, Mom said my dad wanted a boy to rabbit hunt with him, and he 
she said he'd take wrap me up in a blanket and tote me in the woods run these beagles before I was a year old. So that's that's really doing it all year. Yeah, that's right. That's you've been do doing it. it a long time, and you've had dogs ever since. I quit one time for about four or five years. I just did, couldn't find no good dogs, and rabbits hard to find. Uh, you know, I had more deer races than rabbit races, so I got mad and quit for a while. But <laughs> then I went rabbit hunting again with somebody, and it was game on. Before the year was over, I had 14 beagles. So. <laughs> now, when you started hunting, say, in, I guess when you really got hunting for yourself in the 60s and 70s, was there more rabbits in than there are now? Oh, Lord, yeah. Really? you go down to South Georgia and kill a truckload of them. Really? Yeah. And I guess that's been a big change in people running dogs. There ain't nowhere to run them around here no, no more. No, they ain't. Uh, we'd go to South Georgia back when there was a lot of farming down there, you know, planting soybean fields and stuff like that and hunt around them, and you could kill you kill thirty or forty any day. Golly, honey, you know, uh, big rabbits or was they little like they are now? Cottontails. I mean, most of them were cottontails. Down South Georgia, there was like a, a blue looking rabbit. Really? Yeah, they were a little different. Do you? What's considered a trophy rabbit? Any rabbit? I mean, is there one that you'd mount? Is there a rabbit out there? I know. Have y'all ever seen any jackalopes? Never seen, seen, never seen a Boone and Crockett rabbit. <laughs> never seen a Boone and Crockett I've rabbit. Seen, I've seen them jackalopes mounted at a steakhouse up on the wall. Them horns put to them. Yeah, but only y'all would believe it. <laughs> <laughs> We're all hunters here, fishermen, Tony. We're going to tell lies on each other for sure. I don't uh, think there's a Boone and Crockett for them. Now, how many dogs you got now? 11, you said? Yeah. Man, that's a, that's a pile of feed. Uh, you know, when you love it, you know, you just got to have them. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's, that's a good way to look at it, I guess. What did you think about going down south and hunting with us this year, Big Tom? Oh, I had a good time down there. We had, had a ball. A lot of rabbits over there at Red's place, weren't they? Yeah, they was. You wouldn't have believed it if you went back last weekend. Red had them hoarded over <laughs> for a while. <laughs> he must have turned them loose, loose after we left. He must have or either called them back <laughs> up and pinned them back up or something. I was but, telling but it, That's the way it goes. I mean, you don't always. I've been places and couldn't find nothing go back later and they'll just be covered up i don't know that's what we were talking about before you got down here we're talking about how they almost think they're like travelers like they move not big ranges but they move a good bit they don't go far it has a lot to do with the weather and and the food source you know they may be they may not move but a few acres but you may find a bunch of them here and then go back later and you may go across a hill or across the road or something and find them a lot of times yeah yeah, that's what you said. They kind of tend to travel in and out of it. I told them told them a story about when I first met you, uh, Tony, down in down at that hunt club I got in with y'all. When uh-huh. I come back that time, telling you about that bobcat I'd seen, didn't shoot it, and you said, "Golly, that's a rabbit killing as joker it's ever been." You kill every one of them you see. I keep that up, kill them. <laughs> Coyotes too, right? Coyotes kill them all. Anything can lead a rabbit, kill it. <laughs> well, don't don't kill us. Right? Y'all well, rabbit killers yourself, though. Well, any animal will kill them. Man. Now, that? when you start, you don't just, you're not a seasonable, seasonal rabbit hunter. You're pretty much fooling with your dogs all oh, year yeah. round. If I wasn't here, I'd be running them this morning. Was that breakfast worth the skip? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was a good breakfast. It was a good breakfast. Nick done a fine job on that. Yeah, but, he did. But that was, that's what we were talking about, kind of getting... Kind of getting into the the dog scope of it, you know, is that pretty much your passion? The rabbit killing a rabbit ain't don't mean jack no, to you, it really. Don't. It really don't. Some races, you know, if my dogs do good, and I mean, I, my enjoyment mainly is carrying people that don't get to go all the time. You know, I mean, I do it year round. So, you know, people, a lot of people I hunt with, they go one hunt a year with me. Yeah, you know? and 
So, you know, if my dogs do good and put some rabbits out there and give them a chance to shoot them, that's, that's my pleasure in it. Now, are you a 410 man too? Oh, yeah. What kind of what kind of little uh, sidearm you carry around? That Nick was telling me about that. that. Judge pistol. Have you killed one with it? Oh yeah. Really? That'd be I cool. Killed, I think I killed eight this year with him. That is cool. That, I wouldn't be able to hit the broadside of a barn with one, but I guess it does better than you think it does. Now, now Tony he hunts a lot of. He'll hunt all day, or a lot of times we just hunt up until lunch. And do you pack your? Do you take all dogs, or do you split half of them up? No, normally, I, I mean, I I try to keep them in enough shape where they can hunt all day. All day. They'll get kind of playing out on me, especially the older dogs. But it take, you got you to gotta give them plenty of exercise, plenty of opportunities to keep them where they'll run all day. Now, you run 10, 11 dogs. You ain't running collars on all them dogs, are you? I run them on nine of them. Really? Mm-hmm. I run a Garmin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's been a game changer, ain't it? Hey, definitely. That to me, that's the biggest game changer in any kind mm-hmm. of dog sports. Those garments when they came out with them. Oh, it is. A lot of people tell me they'd like to get into it, and I tell them, I say, well, you need to go buy your set of shot collars first. Mm-hmm. Don't even buy that for you. You can look for a dog. And a lot of times they change their mind when they find out how much they cost. But. Do, you, do you run the the shockers on all of them? Do, do you run, do you have an alpha that's got the shocker built into it too? No, or? I don't. I just run the shock collars. I haven't got the tracking collars. That's well. Them the the new one that's come out that alpha that's they got the shocker and the the tracker on it that blowed my mind how accurate mm-hmm. it is especially them running them deer dogs now they oh, got yeah. them on the trucks you know where they're watching them go and they can tell you exactly what road it's headed to and almost with rabbits I guess you could do the same thing you know where they're headed oh, to oh yeah and you know how far they run every day and everything they can uh, I mean if you know the property you can pinpoint them within a few trees of where right. they are a lot of times you know. You, you, they, Nick They're was talking, very accurate. And Nick was telling me about a, a stump stander. You want to find that good stump to stand on. He said, oh, yeah. <laughs> Kill a lot of rabbits sitting on stump. He's got a, how long you had that, uh, stick you carry around? Is that a, is that a seasonal stick or have you had that a while? Well, I lose one every now and then, but <laughs> some of the times they'll last two or three years. Yeah. Prop it up somewhere and forget gotta it. have something to beat them briars down with. <laughs> <laughs> briars bad in South, a lot worse in South Georgia oh, than they yeah. are up here, mm-hmm. ain't they? But it's flatter down there. Yeah. Did but, you run any? Has you run any cane cutters this year? Yeah, I've run a few. Yeah. It's hard to find them nowadays, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some of the places I had, well, they were a lot of them. I can't hunt anymore, so. Yeah. Houses built in there, and yeah. that's, that's killed a lot of it. I that's mean, right. any, any kind of hunt. Nearly everywhere I've had to run over the years, you know, it ends up getting built, you know. even And this even happening in South Georgia a lot, too. But you're a deer hunter. I mean, you spend time in the woods deer season. I mean, you hunt deer. Do you honestly think that dogs bother deer in the no, woods? Uh-uh. I don't Not either. At all. I, I think you can run coon dogs, squirrel dogs, rabbit dogs, whatever in those woods. And them deer, if it's a good dog, is going to watch that deer go right by them or whatever oh, if yeah. they cut a track on it. And the deer learn that. They ain't, they ain't going to run them out. If they, do, if they do move them, they'll be back by morning. You know, they ain't going to leave their home. We've talked about that several times where people, they, they don't want you deer hunting, or excuse me, rabbit hunting or squirrel hunting on their property or coon hunting even because they think it runs their deer off. Yeah. And I, I just am not a believer of that. I mean, I've spent my whole life in the woods chasing dogs, went back the next morning deer hunting, seen deer there. Oh, yeah. Here's a question for both of y'all since y'all both have dogs. Ideal, paint a picture for an ideal place to hunt. Like, what would it look like for somebody that wanted to, somebody that didn't know if they had a good ground? Thick brush, a lot of briars. Your ground cover's got to be low to the ground. Yeah. You know, for rabbits protection. 
you know, yep. if it's thick up in your face and not at the ground, it ain't real good for rabbits. The more cover you got and the lower it is to the ground, the better it is for them. Cut over? Cut over a good? Cut over's real good. That's about, it takes it about four or five years to get thick. But, uh, you know, when it does, that's about the best rabbit hunting you'll find now. Yeah. And there's a lot of cut over anymore, I mean, mm-hmm. with the way timber cuts but out you, and stuff. But, you know, I was talking to Lonnie Mabry the other day about talking about them coming in nowadays and clearing this timber out on these places. They're coming in and cutting this timber, and they're coming back and spraying it. So the only thing that's coming up is broom sage and no briars. Mm-hmm. So it's really hurting the it's hurting it the deer, it's hurting the rabbits, it's hurting the turkeys, it's hurting everything. Yeah, it'll come back, but it takes it longer. Yeah, you know, it, instead of being able to hunt it in three or four years, it's five or six years. Because they used, it seems like they it seemed like they used to go through and burn more than they do now. Mm-hmm. Like now they just like over there at Henderson Mountain, they take a helicopter the other day on that clear cut and they throw granules out of that helicopter, and it's mm-hmm. just killing the underbrush for the trees to come up. Yeah. So that's not good. I don't think that's good for anything. I don't think it is either. You it's know, definitely not good for the wildlife. The chemicals and everything too. You know, it's hurting. Uh, overall, I think it's hurting the wildlife bad. It's hurting these streams. It's getting in the water system. I mean, it breaks up that ecosystem anytime. I don't care if you put it on top of a mountain. It's gonna find water eventually. And yeah. you know, used to when they burned it, it was good for the ground and everything. If they, you know, when it was burned within a few years, it was green. Thick. Oh yeah, you know, and good, good underbrush. Mm-hmm. Now, that's something I just thought about. You know, Charlie was talking about, um, Killmaster was talking about not seeing the game or deer up on Chattahoochee National Forest. Ain't no underbrush up there. I don't know that I've ever seen a rabbit up there. Nothing for them to eat. Yeah, I mean, there ain't nothing for them to eat. They'll starve to death in big woods, you know. Yeah. They got to have cover for protection and food. So, Yeah, if that food ain't on the ground where they can get to it, they ain't going to be there long, for sure. Now, we've never done this, personally, but... I know you guys do it up there at your rabbit pen, but on places, do you feed, like at your hunting property? We've had a few leases that we put feeders out. You, you think know, that helps? run our dogs on. Or do you think the yeah. raccoons and the possums get in there and eat it well, all? Well, they do some, but, I mean, it helps the rabbits overall. You know, you're putting a little more protein in them. You know, they say it makes them have a little bigger letters and a little stronger and gives them a little better survival rate anyway. But uh, And, too, it helps. Another thing, when we're running them, it kind of concentrates them. They'll stay close around them feeders and makes it easier to go find one in the summer when you want to go run one for a little while. That's right. Now, you're part of a beagle club up in Dawsonville. What kind of don't, – don't you guys do some charities and stuff? Yeah, well, um, we do different things. We have – we're part of several federations, and they do, you know, youth hunts and stuff like that. A lot of them have them. But we do uh, – you know, we have – we have so many field trials a year, AKC hunts and stuff like that. All right, there's something I was hoping you'd bring up, field trials. What is a field trial? For anybody out there that don't know, you go to a hunt or a, a sanctioned field trial, an AKC, whatever, UKC, whatever it is, what is it? What do you do there? I, I, I never really run my dogs in it, but I've been to several. They, You know, you enter your dog, uh, they have a drawing, they draw them up in packs of like you know six or seven, ever how many they have, and then they have judges. I mean, you have to be, you know, you have to go to class to become a judge, to be a certified judge, and they just and it's just another guy's opinion basically. They watch them run. But what uh, did they do? I mean, did they they t- cut a rabbit out of a box or? No, uh, they you turn them out and hunt them. Okay. Most of them are run in pens where there's a lot of rabbits. Mm-hmm. And they just have to jump their own rabbit and run it and 
they judge each dog. They get points for different things. They Strike points do. or track yeah. points or whatever. And uh, then they, after they go through all the packs, they they look for their highest marked dogs, and they run that in the winners pack, and then they pick from that. You right. know who. Who won? Yes, and each they get class. points towards your AKC, you know, championship. I never, I'd, I've never been to a field trial for rabbit. You know, of course, we used to run squirrel dogs in, mm-hmm. in competition hunts, and you, you hunted them. I mean, yeah. you, did, you didn't kill the squirrel; you just hunted. And you, you seen the squirrel? You got plus points. You didn't find yeah. it. You got circled. It's all how they run. I mean, they do shoot. They shoot blank pistols and all day. If a dog's gun shy, you know, they're disqualified. So, well, that makes they sense. They have to be a hunting dog. Yeah, you know. Dog that you could hunt. Now them competition dogs are they as good as these old just run of the mill hunting dogs? Yes. And Jeremy, no. you smiling? Yes and no. I mean, they, they every, hunt different to me. Yeah. Yeah. Just because they're they're a whole lot quicker. I used to have one that was given to me that was a field trial dog, and uh, she hunted good, but she hunted way faster than others because she was used to competing against the other dogs in them field trials. That's kind of what I mean. You were talking about a dog working together. It almost hurts it if it works too fast. Oh yeah, it does. They uh, and they're all different kind of trials. They got trials for slower dogs, you know, quicker dogs. They run brace trials where they just run two at a time. Mm-hmm. There are different kind of trials for for different type of dogs. In those pens, since there's so many rabbits, how do you break those dogs stride from running? What gets the what's the end game for them? I mean, I've only been. Hunting where we try to shoot her, it goes in a hole. Oh, just, just, just them losing it? Yeah, just run it as long as they can. They would put it in a hole or in a brush pile or something. Gotcha. I mean, they'll run them sometimes 15 minutes, sometimes two or three hours, you know. Oh, really? Just never do know. Okay. I didn't know how that broke up. I mean, I have run one all night. Really? I guess it was the same one. It seemed like it. What do you think about like hunting at nighttime? Running them at night? Yeah. Oh, I do it a lot in the summer when it's so hot. Now, only at that pen or at your club? No, I run different places. I run really? them outside at night too. Okay, I ain't never. I'm that that blows my mind that I've never thought about running a rabbit at night. Never had that even come into my mind that you'd run a rabbit at night. You like I mean, to turn you like to turn loose like right at dark, or you like to wait till one or two o'clock in the morning. It, I used to turn out at dark or a little bit before. Yeah, I get out there sometimes before dark and you know walk them around, get them, get one up. And that way, I get to watch them hunt a little bit and stuff like that, and then. Sit back, build a fire or something, listen to them run a while. You just like that race. That's that's what it's all about for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. All about, the, all about the race. <laughs> oh, man. What else you got, Nick? What do you think about – we might as well ask Tito or uh, ask you what you think about Tito's hunting strategy. Mm, don't <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to leave that. I can't say that here, what I'm really thinking. <laughs> you know, if you – Find a good spot and you want somebody to come get in front of you. Tito's a good man to hunt with. <laughs> I've seen it happen. <laughs> Tito, you going to come over here and stick up for yourself? Nah. You know why he don't come over here? He knows it's true. He is. That's now, why he ain't now, arguing. If it wasn't true, he'd come over here and argue. He'd tear the table up. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you want to make a man mad, tell him the truth. <laughs> Who was who's the best rabbit hunter you ever know, Tony? I know you knew some good ones. Oh yeah, as far as hunters or hunter dog, what thinking, about a dog man? Who's the best dog me. man you ever know? Huh? He's probably thinking me. Yeah, they, that boxer up there runs a hell out of a rabbit, <laughs> don't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was talking about killers, not running. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, 
And I've been around so many people and hunted, you know, all my life. And Who's that one person that just sticks out in your mind as somebody, if you had an opportunity, I mean, you've been hunting a long really time. I really ain't got one. Really don't? Not no one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Did they say Tito? Yeah. yeah. You have a favorite hunt that you remember or a favorite time, place? I've had lots of them. Yeah. I mean, I've had, It's hard to know, count rabbit hunts. Oh, yeah. I guess one of the most ones, we killed 90-something one time down in McRae, Georgia. Yeah, in a weekend. Wow, uh, pile of shooters. I guess we hunted. Fr- well, it's about seven of us. I think we hunted. Well, we hunted Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But we were younger and not too smart then. We hunted till dark Sunday night in McRae, and then drive home, and then come home. And yeah, and I cleaned thirty something rabbits that Sunday night. We split them up. And- now, do you? Do you? Nick was telling me earlier. I was asking him about skinning a rabbit. Do you? Do you wet them? No. No, just get them, just peel them. Mm-hmm. Cut them down the back and pull it off. That's what we was talking about, different ways to. Mm-hmm. How you skin a squirrel? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you better ask a squirrel hunter. Uh, well, I, I figured sometime in your past you'd killed a few squirrels. I have, yeah. Have, have, you, um, have you done any rabbit hunting out of state? Yeah. How, how is it versus Georgia? Well, the places I've been have not been a lot different. You know, Mostly in the same. southeast. Yeah. I've hunted in Alabama. I've been to, uh, you know, Tennessee a time or two, I think, a couple of places. Didn't y'all go to Mississippi one time and have some? No, I never did go that far. We went. I we thought y'all. Early. I thought y'all went to Mississippi. Oh. We was in Alabama, but we wasn't too far from. It was, what, 15 minutes or something from Mississippi, what he said? Don't he still owe you some money from that trip, Terry? Huh? Don't he still owe you some money from that trip? Tito? Yeah. <laughs> oh me uh you ever hunt with emory emory turner you ever know emory i used to Any? run with him some yeah i yeah. knew him that's the only that's one of the ago. only rabbit hunts i ever went on uh, besides the mulkey boys i went with them a, a couple of times when i was a kid they used to bring their dogs down Emory did it about his whole life too yep yeah yep. emory's had a lot of dogs a lot of good dogs yep i remember i remember going back it's been doggone it had to be 25 years ago i mean because i was little Emory was very well known, like all over the state. Yeah, you know, people from South Georgia was trying to get dogs from him. Yeah, back yeah. even years ago when I was young. Well, that's me and his son Brock. We run around a lot together. And then before I even knew Brock, I went on a, on a rabbit hunting trip with him. He had a stick, like he was talking about yeah. carrying to beat them briars down. Always had a stick. Yeah, I always carry one. That's just a, I guess, old timer thing, maybe. How many old timers are left, Tony? They ain't many. Them old time rabbit hunters. I just kind of woke up one day and realized I was one of them. You are, yeah. You I know, mean, it's a, I don't know the last time I've seen another another rabbit hunter. We used to see some over at Dawson Forest, but we ain't seen none over at the club. I think uh, that Fowler guy up there in Jasper's got some dogs. There's still several around, but a lot of them are. A lot of people get they get a lot of them are getting into trialing and stuff and really don't hunt, but once or twice a year. It's probably harder to find a place nowadays. It is. That's what we talked about. I mean, the, 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 that's with anything. I it's mean, squirrel lot. hunting, yeah. I mean, uh, any of that stuff. Is yeah, just... a lot to do with not being as many rabbits or places to hunt rabbits. Yeah. yeah. And then if you do go to a management area outside of from January to the end of February to hunt, there's already somebody there because everybody knows where the spots are, mm-hmm. you know. So. Yeah. Well, and I guess you're looking for always looking for somewhere new to run your dogs. Always, always. You gonna get on here and try to defend you, defend you, uh, sending ways, cutting people off. I reckon. Now, for everybody that don't know, 
this is this is Tito. He's come in to take Nick's place for a minute. Tito, what's what's your real name for everybody out here that don't know you? Brandon Ridings. And, and where are you from? Yellow Creek. <laughs> Come up closer a little bit now. That that mic won't bite you. Now, so when did you first start hunting with uh, Terry and Tony? Uh, probably about ten years ago, I guess. Probably something like something that. Something like that. So you've been a thorn in Tony's side for ten years. No longer than that. Oh, most of his life. He used to coach me in baseball. Oh, now we're getting down to the root of all his evil. <laughs> the son he never had. <laughs> he said he'd pinched your head off if he was. Never had, never wanted. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so when you started hunting with him, what did you think? I mean, was it was it was different than baseball playing? I guess, or yes. was he still coaching you? He was still coaching me, or ter- trying to anyway. <laughs> trying to, and Terry's still trying to live up to my your live, standards. My standards. Who you got behind you here? That's my little rug rat, Bryson. Does Bryson like rabbit hunt? Yeah. Especially when he gets hung up in briars. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dad way, though, dragging him around in the briar patches. That's the best thing about it, seeing him, him like it and love it. And yeah. It's awesome. That's cool. It's a, it's, it, and it's funny. It, it's like any kind of hunting you do. You deer hunt, you kind of on your own. You know, you're by yourself most of the time. You know, you take a kid with you, you take your boy with you or a girl, whatever, and, and they sit with you and you're together with that. So, but most of the time, deer hunting, you by yourself. Running dogs is different because you can take a, a, a crowd with you, you yeah. know, whether it's squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting, or whatever. And to me, that that whole scope of, uh, the you know, people being together and things like that's kind of faded yeah. because it was a time that you got together, I mean. Oh, yeah, it's, that's what it's it, – the fellowship and all that has a lot to do with it, the fun you have, you know, aggravating everybody when they miss one and, you know, oh, that's the best part. a hard time you get to do that. Plus, you're, you know, in the woods hunting, you're out. You know, I'm just always happy in the woods. Oh, know, absolutely. That's the yeah. world God made out there, and I'm just, it's just a special feeling. Being it's out a blessing in the woods. to be able to go. People that aren't outdoorsmen, I don't care what kind of outdoorsman you are, if you ain't getting to spend time in the woods, you, you're doing yourself an oh, injustice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if you got. There's something about saying a dog man, though, to me, because that was, that was a way of life when people was coming up to yep. live. I mean, it wasn't just for fun. You know, we do it a lot for fun, you know, but it was a, it was a way of life. It was a way people, that's the way they fed their families. I mean, if you had oh, good yeah. dogs, you fed your families with it. And they didn't care about papers. They didn't care about what it registered or what it, you know, cost. They wanted a good dog. They didn't really care about what it run because they was going to eat whatever they could kill in front of it. Possums, deer, yeah. or whatever came out, that's what they were doing. And I think that's something that has been lost in our society in a lot of ways. It's kind of faded with the times is, is people having dogs. You know, dogs have become pets. And my whole life, dogs was working. You know, I, yeah. I loved my dogs, don't get me wrong, but I never got attached to them, especially hunting dogs. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to end in tragedy with that hunting dog. It's going to get ran over. Oh, yeah. It's going to get lost or whatever it may be. And that's what Dad always told me. Don't get attached to these hunting dogs because they can be gone that I mean, fast. It shows up a lot in the breeding of dogs now. They're not... Jeremy would probably agree. They're not as tough as they used to be when I was growing up. Right. I've had dogs I could hunt three days back to back, you know, hunt about all day. And they're gamey. And, uh, yeah. They don't have the game and the drive and the heart they had years ago. A lot of that's been it's, bred out of them. Kind of like people. <laughs> hey, don't make yeah. fun of Tony. He can't help it. You know, I got a, <laughs> I got a story on the trail. I remember this. My grandpa, late grandpa, he told me when I was a kid, he always had – you know, five, six, seven dogs. But back 
he said he couldn't afford a dog when he was a kid, but he had one dog. And I don't remember what kind it was. Seemed like he said it might have been some kind of bulldog, but he was out there with that dog working every day. And he told me that if he hunted that dog during the day, he was running rabbits. And if he took that same dog at night and turned him loose, he was going to go tree a coon. Yeah. One dog. Yeah. That's, that's just because that's all they could afford. It was a survival thing. Yep. I mean, you literally, that what that dog brought home was what you eat that night or yep. the next day or whatever it may be. Yep. It wasn't a, you know, sport. It was survival. Yep. I mean, I remember being a kid when we'd go, we'd get, me and my brother, dad would give us one bullet. He'd give us a twenty two shell. And we was young. I mean, little. He'd say, he didn't want us wasting our bullets, you know, and or wasting, you know, if we come back with a squirrel, we'd get another bullet, you know. And you better not shoot a blue jay or anything else, because if you did, you was going to have a boiled blue jay for supper. I mean, that's that's just the way it was. I mean, you you was going to eat what you killed. I mean, and that was growing up. I mean, that's yep. the way it was. I mean, we never, you know, minus a coyote or a crow or an old cat or, you know, whatever it may mm-hmm. be, the predator side of it. But the game was taken. It, it, it is a sport, and a lot of people get lost in yep. that thought process of it being a sport. But mm-hmm. just like this morning, y'all killed – However many rabbits this year was up there enjoying it for breakfast. Yeah. But the 50 years ago, you was enjoying it for breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever it may have been that you had to eat yeah, on. that's what I was putting on the table at the time. And if you didn't have it, you was eating whatever you had, bread and beans, or you didn't have any meat to go with it. That's that's. I think that's something that's changed. And, Tony, you can attest to this more than anybody can sitting here. People's kind of got lost in that concept of being able to run to the grocery store and get stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody has. It's too easy on them. They have no idea. Well, they've just if you if you've never lived it, you don't know what it's about. What about the old days? Do you miss the most? I guess when you was a kid growing up. I mean, what's what's the one of them things that you miss the most? Not just about hunting. What in general? It was the main thing was. I mean, life was simpler. Uh, your family meant a lot more to you. You know, we had. Uh, my cousins, my aunt and uncles, we visited them. Yeah. Spent time together, you know. We'd get together and play ball. Uh, and if you hadn't seen, like if my dad hadn't seen one of his brothers in a week or two, we'd go check on them. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, you there know, wasn't no cell phone to pick up and call them. I mean, you fam- have. Family just is not like, not close like it was back then. And that's the most thing I miss about. That was the best thing about when I grew up. That that time frame you grew up in was kind of it was a it was a fast time in the world really I mean because you you started into the seventies and eighties mm-hmm. and but there was still that disconnection of 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 the social media world or the the phones and stuff like that there was a there was a disconnect there mm-hmm. but it seemed like people were closer together you know they you was talking about going and visiting people how many Sundays after church or, or whatever it may be y'all went and visited a, a great aunt or something we did it every Sunday mm-hmm. we visited family on Sundays I mean that was just what we done yeah and uh, you know now you know I don't see my sisters oh I'm, often, yeah talk I mean, to them on the phone get texts and all that kind of stuff but it ain't the same you can't get that same connection with somebody on a phone as you could. Sitting face to face with them, sitting on the porch and talking with them, it was. It's almost like it's it's sped up so much that we forgot about how to communicate with each other. I, mean, I can talk pretty good now, but I could talk a whole lot better if I was sitting on the porch or something. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, and that's that's you know that's something Nick and I've talked about through this. We've been able to sit around and talk, and it's it's different when you're sitting here in front of a mic and everything else. It kind of puts a different kind of feel to it, but. Imagine record. What if we had this? You know, thirty years ago, we could sit around with some of them old timers. We got what kind of stories we could tell. 
you'd have probably had to hit it where they didn't know they were being recorded. But yeah, absolutely. Really? I mean, but those those stories oh, yeah. were, you know, are what's being faded away, and that's mm-hmm. what I enjoy. That's one thing about hunting and stuff. You get out and you get to get those stories because it may not be something you want repeated, but some of those stories well, are what's going to go with the times, and they're going to go away, and ain't ever going to be gone. It's going to be gone forever. You're making memories for somebody, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what it's about. Well, in that hunting, you you made mention you like to take people that don't hunt or mm-hmm. that that haven't been, yeah. but people that have never done it. Mm-hmm. That's the reason they don't like it. Yes, I mean when when you get right down to the root of it, mm-hmm. you said it, and I've said it, Jeremy, Tito, anybody that's hunted can spend their entire life going and never kill anything but that camaraderie and brotherhood that you get out yeah. of it. You know, like I said, I like taking I like to take a kid that's never rabbit hunted, take him to kill his first rabbit or shoot his first rabbit that's special. But also a few times I've carried somebody that was like in their eighties that rabbit hunted when they was a kid. Oh uh, yeah. And hadn't been in forty or fifty years, you know. And uh, I carried a man one time him and his, his son brought him up there. He was in his 80s. And I told him, I said, you go hunt the way you want to. I'm going to stay with your dad. So his dad killed a rabbit. And, uh, you know, I, I stayed with him all day. And uh, we cleaned a couple of rabbits. And said, he wanted two to take home. Yeah. So I cleaned him too, and he took them home with him, you know. And that was the last time I seen the old man. And that was probably one of the happiest moments of his his later life was getting to relive those memories. But, you know, hunts like that's what you remember. Mm-hmm. I can remember I can remember some of my first squirrel hunts with Dad when I was a kid going to South Georgia. We used to go down to West Point, uh, Lagrange, go down to West Point WMA, yep. and I was nine year old. And you know, to me, I had a lot of grit back then as a kid because I went with Dad everywhere in the you woods. Still do. And you go, you go, you go. <laughs> well, wide open, but you go with them, and you and you. Mm-hmm. I can remember following Dad on that WMA, and we killed you know thirty, forty squirrels that day. Had a great day. I killed my first fox squirrel. I've got it mounted and to this day. I've still got it on the wall, and I can look at that squirrel, and I can go back to remembering thirty minutes before dark, just flat out. So wore out. Dad had to tote me out of the woods, but mm-hmm. I wasn't quitting. You know, I didn't want to go yeah. to the truck. I wanted to keep hunting with them, and I think those memories. We've talked about it time and time again, and we always say on the show, you know, at the end, mount the memories. Well, that squirrel, it may just be a squirrel to somebody else, yeah. but to me, that's one of my favorite memories. I can remember shooting it in the head, putting it in my bag, toted that squirrel around all day, and followed him around down there on that, following them dogs. And that's, whether it's a picture, a mount, or whatever it may be, you're not getting those memories back. Whatever it's, means the most to you. Exactly. And nobody else would get that appreciation out of it that I do. You know, oh, it's cool and pretty to look at as yeah. a decoration, but it goes so much deeper than yeah. that. And I think that's with an old gun, uh, you know, an old picture of somebody you went on a hunt with. You know, we're Nick and I are terrible at, at, at wanting to take pictures. You know, Cody and I go on a trip somewhere. We take pictures of each other. You know, we're – Hey, take a picture of this. Hey, take a picture of that. And people's like, why you got to take so many pictures? Because 10 years from now, I may only have those pictures. Yeah. That may be all I've got left. You know, may not have anything else to remember it by, but the story in my mind, but it's brought back when I see a picture, just yeah. like those pictures laying there. Yeah, I wish I had more pictures, you know. Yep. I wish I'd have took more when I was a kid. Well, we didn't back then, though. Yep. You know, we didn't. Uh, That's what I think about ever since I started listening to y'all. You know, I don't take pictures. I don't take the time to take the pictures, but. I guess the technology now makes it a whole lot easier, but I'm still not used to it. Oh, know? yeah. I mean, and that's – I think a lot of times, though, when you, you take a picture or something, you, you're focusing on that picture instead of the moment. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're you know, you're taking that picture and you're wanting to take a picture to memorialize it, but you're not putting that thought into this moment, live the moment, yeah. you know. And so it's a fine balance. You got to kind of split yourself off from it and you know, take the picture, put your phone up and get off of it, you know. Don't worry about sharing it with the world or everybody else because it's really for you in that moment. Well, it's like Clayton when he got that drone. He takes a picture of us every after every hunt, whether it's one rabbit or five or six rabbits. But it's 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 the pictures there. We got it in our memory now. And you may not remember every individual hunt you've had, but there's going to be those ones that stick out in your mind. And especially when you see that picture, hey, that's that day we run six and that two yeah. got in that hole and you twisted that one out or whatever it may be. Just you can remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or a shot it's a memory miss. jogger. Um, <laughs> But it's uh it's it's that's the fun of it to me. I yeah. mean it's you know people get mad about taking a picture. Oh, I don't want to take a picture. Well, you don't understand what it's for, you know, because there's there's a lot of people that's done went on. I wish I had a picture of to oh, set yeah. back and remember of. I mean, love them pictures just in my mind now. Yeah, but when they're in your mind, you can't share them with everybody else without You're telling right. that story. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. I wish I could. I wish I could draw. Because I could draw a book full of pictures that I can remember oh, that yeah. I don't have, you know, moments mm-hmm. that are that are etched on it or whatever. So, as far as hunting goes, what's you know, what's rabbits is number one for you, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And that's I guess that'll be that way until you until you plant yeah. it in the earth. Ain't I it? plan on it being that way. I'm gonna do it as long as I can. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna. I know I may have to quit it one day, so that's why I'm gonna do it every chance I get. You know. Well, and that's the fun thing about it's continuing to go on with yeah. it. Jeremy, I guess you. What's been one of your favorite t- things about the hunting side of it? I mean, is it is it? It ain't the dogs, I guess, as much as it is. Uh, I get the most pleasure out of once once I work with the dogs all year. Then I get to bring them out and hunt them. And I guess my biggest thing is like when Tito or Red or somebody brings their kids out, mm-hmm. and just the kids are able to talk and just carry on and do what they want. That's what I, I, I love that more than anything, just letting them kids just just getting out there and learning, you know, about the hunting. Well, how 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 proud as a dad does it make you that Clayton takes to it so much? You know, I've tried over the last couple of years, he he will go deer hunting with me. <laughs> but I'm telling you, when, them, when that dog box gets loaded up, he's in there. He's and, in there. And that makes me proud. Yeah. And as long as I can keep dogs around and as passionate as he is about it now, I'll keep raising them. Cause I know what he's gonna do if I ever have to quit. Yeah. What about Braden? Does he like to go? Oh yeah. 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 He likes rabbit. Hunting. He likes hunting anything. Anything outside, he likes. And that's know. taking it to another generation. I mean, you, yeah, you, you and Terry hunted together, and that's the thing. That, that's something I thought about. And then Terry and I knew each other outside of the hunt, and th- you know, we'd met each other over the years playing ball or whatever it may be. But yeah. I wouldn't have never met you if I hadn't come down there and gotten that's that right. club with y'all. It's and I mean, you, yeah, you gained a lot of friends. I mean, I've gained a lot this year. Yeah. So a lot of them has yeah. been here. I've been here today. Yeah. Yeah. That I met this year through hunting. I won't never forget calling you that evening. I'd shot that doe. I, 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 he, he ain't let me come back since I wrote Timbo on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I had black face paint and Timbo had to leave and I was going to go hunt his stand and I wrote Timbo on my forehead and it told him, boy, yeah. he laughed about that. But you didn't tell him that. The first time you done it, you looked in the mirror and wrote it backwards. <laughs> no, I left that part out. I was looking in the mirror and I'd wrote it directly backwards. <laughs> he, come, he come out proud of that and, and he had to read it backwards. <laughs> so he went and read that. Oh, man. But I shot that doe that evening and it was just a doe. I mean, 
But you was tickled to death about that. Oh, yeah, was, we, we had a ball with tractor up there on the hill, and she was laid out. And I mean, it was that's just one of those memories you think about. Oh, yeah, I mean, it that's, it's just something that sticks in it with you. So, um, I mean, I just I can't wait to can't wait to see what the future holds for for oh, yeah. all of us. I mean, the way it goes. I mean, it's been been fun. Nick, you want to come back over here and let's close this thing out? I'm going to let you ask him questions. Oh, i got to get you back in here. Tito, appreciate you coming on with us, talking Enjoy for a minute, out. buddy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry you didn't get to talk more than you. you yeah, as much can't as talk you. over you. <laughs> got to ask a question, man. Got to keep it moving. <laughs> don't don't start, Terry. That's your, I believe that's your, your, your other son, for sure. What have I done to you, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to make me mad? <laughs> Give me $5 for that's such a, a comment, Tito. <laughs> That's worth five hundred. Oh me, Nick. What else you got before we close this thing out? Um, I don't know what y'all covered. They, any piece of advice? No, I ain't asking either one of your questions. Oh, you I ain't left done alone. it. Okay, no. All right, this is for both of y'all. One of y'all can go first. What piece of advice would you give somebody coming up in the outdoor world? Jeremy, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> now you listen to every episode. You should have been ready. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just be passionate. Whatever, and this is probably repeat of somebody else's, but I, I say be passionate about whatever you do, whether it's deer hunting, turkey hunting, fishing, rabbit hunting. And once you get passionate about it and you get involved in it, if you can take somebody else with you and show them what you're passionate about, I think I think that's probably the best thing I got on that question. Tony? You got advice for someone coming up in the outdoor world or maybe already in the outdoor world? Do, do exactly. It don't matter what you hunt, what you fish for. Do what you enjoy the most and do it the way you want to do it. Don't do it to suit nobody else. That's right. Don't Amen. worry about Amen. trying to kill what somebody else thinks you ought to kill or hunting the kind of dog that you think they ought to hunt. If it suits you, you do it and be happy with it and be satisfied. Because that's that's the reason we do it anyway. That's right. All right, let's let's stay on Tony. What are you most thankful for, Tony? What am I the most thankful for? Yes, sir. Everything the good Lord's done for me and the family and friends he's allowed with me. You know, he's uh you know, and allowed me to do things like hunting and things that I enjoy doing, you know. I'm just a a very blessed man. And I Absolutely. try to count them every day. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jeremy? Uh, pretty much the same thing. I mean, it's hard to speak after Tony anyways. I mean, he, he's – he's. I don't know if he can talk as much as Alex, but he talks good. So, <laughs> when he but, talks, you listen. That's right. And, yeah, that's for sure. I, and I, I've, been, I've been very fortunate to meet him this year, and I look up to him already, you know, when I hadn't met him but two months ago. But um, I'm thankful for the family. I'm thankful for my wife for letting me do what I want to do when I want to do it most of the time. But the good Lord, you know, if it wasn't for him, none of this would be possible for any right. of us. That's right. And all my other family, you know, from dad to Nicholas to, you know, anybody. And I don't just consider relatives my family. Anybody I've run across or anything like that's family. So I'm most appreciative for them too. It's kind of the same answer we get all the time, you know. Everybody's thankful for their family and God. And that's what we strive to do. And we don't have the knowledge that Tony may bring or some of these older guests that's been hunting longer than us. But 
if we can keep asking these people that somebody might take something out of it, and that's what we strive to do in this. Yeah, it ain't about, you know, it's about telling the stories and stuff like that. But there's going to be one person out there that hears it and says, man, maybe I were to go outside again or maybe I were to go visit Dad or go visit Grandpa or, you know, go go see, you know, somebody out there that I should, hadn't seen in a while and, and just listen. You know, I talk a lot, so it's hard for me to listen. I get that. But there's been a lot of moments in my life where it wasn't necessarily I was listening, but I was hearing them. Yeah. You know, that's the that's the difference. You may you may listen to it and put it on you through years, but if you hear it and you hear it on your heart, you know, that's the thing that'll stick with you to me. I you mean, gotta you gotta take the time and learn to listen to your heart and how to follow it. Yep. Know, when it's a when it feels like the right thing to do. It is. It is. Yeah. You know, it's a that's that's the good Lord telling that's, you, hey, yeah. this is this is. If you go by that, and most of the most of your decisions would all be a lot better off. Yeah, would have done a lot less mistakes over the years. I guarantee you, I would have. But I was thinking this morning as we you know gathered up there to break bread, and it may seem cliche to a lot of people, you know, when you gather with friends and and kindred spirits, what. If you just take a moment, you know, whether it's when you when you ask in the blessing or after or just step back from the crowd and watch, if you if you can't stand there in that moment and, and feel like you're blessed, whether you're at camp, whether you're at home, you know, wherever, wherever you gather with your friends, you really need to question what you're doing with your life. Right. It don't take, don't take but a minute to be thankful. It takes a lot. Sometimes it, just a thought yeah. is worth a lot. Yeah, and it'll it generally uh, when I stand there and look around at everybody, you know, there's conversation going over here. There's two fellers over here talking. Somebody may be outside in the yard smoking or whatever. You take in all those moments and you be thankful for them. You'll be a lot better off. So, Clayton, jump over here. I don't know if you can hear me. I'm not going to ask him what he a piece of advice he would give someone, but if you want to say it. By all means, say it. But what have you learned along the way that you've taken out of what what you've been taught? Uh, I mean, it's all kind of all the questions boiled down to one thing to me. Uh, you know, kind of coming from a younger generation, uh, going with a bunch of older people. My biggest thing is ask questions. You know, I'm more of a quiet type of person, but I've learned from my dad, grandpa, uncle. I mean, you're not going to know unless you ask questions. And then, uh, like Tony said, you know, just, just be passionate about it. Uh, you know, just whatever, you, you know, if you don't know something, just ask. You know, somebody's either probably experienced for themselves or, you know, they have advice that they could give you. So Yeah, when you ask those ask questions, questions, when you ask them, take them with a grain of salt, too, like you said, Tony. Don't do it. Because that's the way somebody said to do it. Right. It changes your passion on it, you know, do it. Yeah. And it but but it ask can. those questions. Oh, yeah, absolutely it can. It's, it's turned a lot of people away from something they love doing it because of influence from other people, you know. Influence is one of those things you got to be careful with. But if you definitely put yourself – if you surround yourself with good, like-minded people, generally it will help you your thought process on it. And, that, and that's something that will come with age. I honestly believe that. When I was a kid or younger, I mean, I didn't listen to what nobody said. Now I think back, you idiot, if you'd have done this this way, like your daddy told you or like so-and-so told you to do it, you'd have been better, a lot better off. They ain't telling you because they want you to get in trouble if it's somebody that really cares about yeah. you. A lot of times if you just quiet, like Clayton said, and just sit back and listen, you'll learn just more. Just 
keeping your mouth shut and listening and taking it in. Yeah, yeah. you will. Well, imagine how smart I'd be. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not throwing that, I'm not throwing that over there at you by no means. I know you ain't. Explain, no, I know what you're saying. That explained that, did yeah. <laughs> Can't keep quiet. I never have been able to. But I mean, it helps a lot, like, coming from, like, hunting with my dad and grandpa for, let's say, eight or ten years and then meeting somebody like Tony who's, you know, maybe done something different, maybe done something, you know, very similar. You know, he's got his different strategies, you know. That's why I just like to sit back and listen and even question some things, you know. Not question why he's doing it, but, you know, you know why. You, know. you learn from yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, you absolutely do. You learn all that you need to learn from it by asking those questions, just like you said. Cause yeah. That's, you, you don't ask, you'll never know. Yeah, that's right. Tell us what, tell, I don't know if you can hear me. Tell us what, what you're thankful for. Uh, I mean, just having the opportunity just to – not necessarily be out in the woods, but be able to go, you know. Dad, he does do a lot of work with the with the dogs in the off-season, but, you know, just being able to be able to go, um, know everybody, you know, when we go, who's going, just, just the opportunity to get out there. Thankful for the opportunity. That, that. What about mom at home washing your clothes while you're <laughs> off hunting? Yeah, that's true. Uh, she does a lot of that for me. Uh, yeah. yeah, she does a lot, but a lot of people don't see. <laughs> Behind the scenes is always always something we got to be thankful for. Yeah. So, Nick, what else you got? Not much. <laughs> well, I appreciate hey, that you. was fun. It was, it was, and I appreciate you. You know, continuing to to get people together that you know we may not get together on a. What's your old buddy up there say in Tennessee? Good people find good people. I honestly believe that. I always Ed Doyle Lane told me that with the first year we met him in Iowa, we was real buddies with him. That was gosh, going on nine years ago now. Mm-hmm. We went to Tennessee to see them go squirrel hunting. We went up there to go squirrel hunting and he said, You know, y'all are y'all are good people. He said, And I honestly believe good people find good people. He said, Y'all came up here and we go now four or five times a year. I mean, we go up and visit them, and they, you know, they come down and, and see us. They ain't yet, but they say they're going to. But we, good people find good people. Oh, yeah. I honestly believe that. And if you surround yourself with good people, you'll live a lot better life. Well, this has been a fun episode. It has, but I want to thank you for for continuing to put together that breakfast. I mean, that's something that you you've been doing for several years now. It's the first time we've had a podcast going after it, and it's. You know, it's we've we've been excited to get this going on. I mean, I appreciate you know Tony taking the time to come sit down here and chat with us. I mean, I could sit and talk with you for for days, like we always did at camp and things like that. And yeah, you wanted to match me word for word, sitting there talking, <laughs> and, and I enjoy that. And Jeremy, thanks for coming on and talking with us. I mean, a lot of people don't you didn't get the the full grasp of it when you was upstairs chatting. Yeah, and I hate y'all missed that. And maybe Nick will invite a few of y'all out there next time. Uh, we'll post some pictures. You'll kind of see. I think you guys took some good yeah, pictures of us some. cooking. And hey, man, we'll we'll con- we'll continue to the tradition. And as long as these old boys keep these dogs tuned up, we'll be going. That's right. That's <laughs> I right. Thank y'all. I appreciate Nick having all of us down here and doing this too. And it's been real fun. Yeah, he said right out of the gate. He said, I want to, he said, I want to do a podcast ever. And I said, Hey, you fire the mics up, son. I'm ready to go pump your brakes. <laughs> I got one in there. I'm ready to go. I mean, and it's, it's something we've been this podcast thing that, that everybody thinks that's just something we're throwing together and doing. Now we, we're getting in a rhythm. We're taking now it serious. It. Yeah. And it's getting it, these, these stories. Hey, 
this could be my last day on this earth, and this could be the last time I got to sit and talk, but maybe somebody down the road, they could listen to it and get something from it. You know, that's like Don Higgins said, if one person in this world that's troubled or, or striving to, to get right with the Lord, if they listen to one of these podcasts and something somebody says, mm-hmm. it gets them over that edge and, you know, they're, they they gain salvation. That's all I could ask for. Trump. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate thing. And anybody can look at it how they want, whether you're in the woods yep. or wherever it is, get closer to God and you'll be a lot better off. That's right. The Bible says little is much if God's in it. Amen. So, Amen. <laughs> well, but just true. name that episode. Just name that episode. That's it. That is absolutely true. So um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. You know, thanks thanks to you again for having us all over. Yes, and uh, we got some got some big stuff coming up soon. Um, I'm not going – I was going to announce something today, but I think I'm going to hold on to it till, till we get on on Tuesday. But we uh, we want to thank everybody that's partnered up with us, Southeast Wildlife Innovations. Uh they're, they've been a great help to us through everything. Um, we got Vengeance Camo on board now, which we're going to we're gonna have some drops on that coming pretty soon. But uh, Real World uh, and uh, Genesis especially, they're, they're helping us out a lot, Ray and the guys. So, Chandler, thanks to all you guys out there continuing to you know help us as we go. So, for everybody out there, we appreciate it. And uh, don't forget, smile as you go. And remember, mount the memories. <laughs>